Shalom Aleichem. We are learning. Mekuta Sikh is Chelek Yudches, Balak Beis, the second Sikha of Balak, which is the first Sikha in the Kuntaris Dvar Malchus, Chidushim Ubiyurim Behilchus Malachim, that the Rebbe distributed on Tazvav Ir, Tavshin Nun Aleph. And the first Sikha explores the Pedic Yud Aleph, the 11th Pedic of the Ramam Hilchas Malachim, which is the, in, uh, the, the first of the two Prakim where the Ramam discusses the coming of Mashiach. And we're going to ask a series of questions, go through each halacha almost of the Pedic, asking question after question in understanding the way the Rambam structures the, the, the Pedic, why he brings what he brings, why he lays it out the way he lays it out, and why he says and chooses the specific words that he does. And based on that, we're going to reach a new understanding in what is, according to the Rambam, the role and the job of Moshiach. And as the, 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 the title of, the, as the heading of the simon is, Chazaras Malchus Beis David, to restore the kingdom of the dynasty of David Amalekh and to bring to the completion of the fulfillment of the laws of Teda, that the role of Mashiach is to bring back Malchus based David, so that way the Teda could be fulfilled in its most perfect form. We'll begin by learning the, from the Rambam itself. In other words, this, we, we're going we're to learn out of the Kuntanis Dvar Malchus, and uh, but before we go in to the to, to begin, we'll learn. We'll read from the actual Rambam. So either you could open up the Rambam or you could uh, listen, and I'll tell you what the Rambam says. I'm starting from the beginning of Allah Aleph, even though the Sikha begins in the middle of Allah Aleph. But Perek begins like this: The Mashiach is going to come and going to uh, bring back the uh, kingdom of the dynasty of David Melech to its original sovereignty. Ubeina is going to build the Mesamikdash, Umakabis Nitcha Yisrael is going to gather the dispersed of the Yidin, the Khazinikam Al Mespatim, the Yam Kishayimikaidam, and all of the laws will return in his time as they were originally. Makrivin Karbanis, the Aisin Shmita the Yevlis, Kakal Mitzvasam Murabataida, there'll be Karbanis, there'll be Shmita, there'll be Yevil, as all as everything as is explained in the Taira. Then the Ramam says, anybody that does not believe in Mashiach, or does not await the coming of Mashiach, not only does he deny what was given over to us, what was conveyed to us by the Nevi'im, by the later prophets, but that person is denying the Torah itself, and Moshe Rabbeinu, because the, 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 the promise of the coming of Mashiach is not just from the Nevi'im, it's from the Torah itself. Like it says, David is going to return you from your captivity, and he's going to have mercy on you. He's going to bring you back, going to gather you. Even if you'll be in the farthest uh, corner of the heavens, Shem will bring you back. 
And these words that are said clearly in the Torah, they are inclusive of all of the later details that are given to us by the Nevi'im. They are all included in what was already said in the Torah. So therefore, if someone denies the coming of Mashiach, or does not await for his coming, what he is doing is he's, he's a kaifer, he's denying in the Torah itself. Then the Ramam continues, does not suffice with this one proof, brings another proof from the Torah that Mashiach and Geula are in Torah Shabiksav. After Parshas Bilam Nemar, also in Parshas Bilam, it speaks about Mashiach. And over there, there is a nevuah about the two anointed kings. The first Mashiach, the first anointed king, which was David. Who saved the Yidin in his time from those who were oppressing them. And the final Mashiach, who is going to come from the descendants of David Amelech. Who is going to save the Yidin in the end of days? The Shamu the Ramam does not suffice with this general statement that there is a reference to Mashiach or even to, to the two Mashiachim in Parshas Bilam, but the Rambam elaborates and explains, quotes the Pasik, I see it, but not now. David, this refers to David. I perceive it. But not in the near future. This refers to Mashiach. A star shall go forth from Yaakov. This refers to David. And a staff shall arise in Yisrael. This refers to Mashiach. It's going to crush the princes of Moyav. David, this refers to David that David smite, smote Moyav. So we see that goes on David. The Karkar called B'nai Sheis, and he's going to destroy all of the children of Sheis. This refers to Mashiach. is going to rule from one sea to the other sea, meaning to say the whole world, referring to all of the children of Sheis, all of the people of the world. And then Edom will be demolished. This refers to David that Edom became the servants, the slaves of David. And then Seir will be destroyed. This refers to Mashiach. That the, uh, the, uh, the, those who come to save them will go up on Hartzian to judge Har Esav. So we see that Mashiach comes. We're going to destroy Esav. And that's the end of Allah Aleph. So we have now two proofs that Mashiach is in the Torah. One from Veshava Hashem Lekecha Shvuzcha, and two from, from the Nevuah in Parshas Bilam, where it speaks about the two Mashiachim, including Mashiach, the, the Mashiach HaAchrein, or Melech HaMashiach, as he's called here. And he actually brings us the four Psukim and points out in each Pasuk which part of the Pasuk is about David HaMelech and which part of the Pasuk is about um, and which part of the Pasuk is about um, 
Melech HaMashiach. Now the next halacha, which we're going to get to a little bit later in the Sicha, is the third raya that, uh, to, 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 the, to the coming of Mashiach in the Torah. And that's from the mitzvah of Ari Miklot, where it says, that a time is going to come that Hashem is going to expand our borders, which never happened yet. Obviously a reference to the coming of Mashiach. And that's a third raya, which is in Allah base. And that's going to be addressed a little bit later in the Sicha. So, I'm starting now from the second paragraph, because the first paragraph was just the same quote from the Rambam in Ilchus Malachim. Hinei, Sefer Ayad, Arei Sefer Alochis. A Sefer Ayad, the Sefer of the Rambam, is a Sefer of Alochis. Kedivri, a Rambam, Magdam, a Sefer, like the way the Rambam writes in his own Hagdama, that, it's a, that the purpose of this Sefer is to bring down the Halochis of the Torah. The loyal drashes of sukkim, okay, it's and it's not a safer of drashes, kamedrish, where you bring down sukkim to understand the sukkim and what can be learned from them. There's a similar sicha on the on the words of the Rambam where he says, "Apara asid is yasa melech hamashiach meheira yigalam in kein yiratzen." The Rebbe addresses the fact that that why was the Rambam bringing a tzila meheira yigalam in kein yiratzen if he's in the middle of a sefer alachis. But then the Rebbe answers that it's a halacha. Halacha is that whenever you, you speak, you mention Mashiach, it has to come together with a tefillah. But we see that the Rambam is a sefer halachas, the tzaruch lavin, and therefore we must understand. In order to prove this halacha that whoever does not believe in Mashiach, whoever does not wait for the coming of Mashiach, is a kaifer, is someone who is denying the Torah itself, and they should have no, oh, your maspik ilu or your case of Iraq after Parsha's bilum. It would have sufficed to say for the Ramam to write that it also in Parsha's bilum, Nemar, it speaks about Mashiach, Visham Niba, the Mashiach, Akhir, and Shemit Vibanov, and over there in Parsha's bilum, there's a Navua about the final Mashiach who is a descendant of David Amelech, Shemashiach, Israel Bacharena, who is going to save the Yidin in the end of times. We would have already known that it's talking about psukim, uh, that it's talking about the psukim of Nevoa, which began with the words, what's going to happen to this people in the end of days. So we know that, these, that, that in Parshas Bilam there's a section talking about the end of times, Biyas HaMashiach. Why does the Ramam have to elaborate on the details of the Rais in the, in the Psukim to actually list the Psukim where we see that there is a reference to Mashiach? And specifically, why does the Ramam need to mention both Mashiachim and tell us which part of each Pasik refers to? each of the Meshichim, respectively. And even if the Ramah wanted to help us out and give us a more defined source as to which Psukim we're talking about, it would have sufficed for the Rambam to bring the beginning and the end of these Psukim that it said in the following which is the beginning of the four, the Goimar, etc. 
which is the end of the four psukim. And I would know that these four psukim are where Mashiach is discussed in the Teda in Parshas Bilam. So this is our first question. Our first question is, why does the Rambam deem it necessary to bring in the four psukim that speak about Shnei HaMashiachim, both Mashiachim, and to tell us which part of which Basik refers to which of the Mashiachim? That's the question number one. In Si'if Beis, we're going to elaborate on this question. We're going to un understand that we need more than the Raya of We need the Raya of Parshas Bilam, but it still doesn't explain to us why we need the details that the Rambam gives us. From the fact that the Rambam adds the Raya from Parshas Bilam. Even though the Rambam already brought a, one raya to the general idea of the coming of Mashiach from Torah, from the Pasuk, as we can understand from the, the simple understanding of the basic words of the Rambam, Rambam that the Rambam is bringing the Psukim from Parshas Bilam, not just to know that there's going to be a Geula, not just to know that there's going to be a Mashiach who's going to take the Yidna out of Galus, the Rambam has a reason. He wants us to know that there's a Nevuah about both Mashiachim, and this is why the Rambam has to elaborate and itemize the specific psukim, where we see in the psukim that, that there's a nevuah with regards to both mashikim. But that in itself is our question. We can understand why we need the second raya from Parshas Bilam, and it doesn't suffice with the raya from Veshav Hashem Alekecha Shavuscha. Yes, Leima, we can explain that. Shazeu Mipnei, Shabekasu Veshav Hashem Alekecha Shavuscha, Lenemer, Shazayel De Mashiach. In the Pasuk that Hashem is going to return the captives from exile, this does not say that it's going to be by Mashiach. It doesn't say who's going to do it. It could be the Abish who's going to do it. So there's no clear raya from that Pasuk. There is a raya to the Geula that there's going to be a Veshav Hashem Alekecha Shavuscha. But the fact that it will be done by Mashiach, that is not necessarily understood from those tzukim. Therefore, he brings another ayah from Parshas Bilam, where we see clearly in the Torah, not just about the Geula, but about the person, the Melech HaMashiach, who's going to take the Eden out of Galus. So that part we understand, that to the existence of the Geula in Torah. Parshas Bilam is a raya to the existence of, uh, or to the nevuah, I should say, of Melech HaMashiach in Torah. But the question remains, why is it Negea? How is it relevant to know that in Parshas Bilam, the nevuah is about not just the final, ultimate Melech HaMashiach, 
but also about David, who's Mashiach Harishin. Ubifrat, Ba'arichus, Lefarish, Kol Prati, Alashenus, Ba'aksuvim, Ezemeh, Medabrim, Bemelech David, Ve'ezeh, Bemelech Mashiach. And especially to elaborate and enumerate each of the psukim exactly which one is, which part of the Pasig is talking about David the Malach, which part of the Pasig is talking about Mashiach. So this question is, 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 is an extension of the question we had in Sif Aleph. We understand the Chiddush of the, of the second Raya, that we wanted a Raya to, to where we could see that Mashiach is discussed in the Torah. And that we don't see it necessarily from But how is that Raya enhanced or strengthened by the fact that it was Niba Bishnea Meshichim that this discusses both Moshiachs, uh, uh, David Amalek and Moshiach, and especially in the, in the detail that the Ramam goes into to, to list the four Psukim and tell us which part of the Pasik is about David Amalek and which part of the Pasik is about Melech HaMoshiach. In Siv Gimel, he's going to suggest that maybe know, knowing that a king arose and helped the Yidin, like David Melech did, will help us believe in Mashiach. Maybe the Raman brings it to, know, to tell us, don't worry, it's not this fantastical uh, uh, prophecy that may seem out of reach, out of reality. It's a real thing. It ha it's happened before. Maybe that's why the Raman brings uh, the Shnei HaMashiachim. And the Rebbe is going to explain that that cannot be the reason. We could answer the fact that the reason why the Raman brings a, a raya proof also to the fact that the Nebuah was about both Mashiachim, also with regards to the first Mashiach, referring to David Amalek, who saved the Yidin in his time from their oppressors. Because we didn't even address this yet, but why is it important that David Melech is known as Moshiach, just like Melech Hamashiach, so much so that we're referring to them as Ha Meshichim, the Meshichim. We're referring to both David Melech and Melech Hamashiach as the Meshichim. In other words, we are we are comparing the two. Why do we have to compare the two? If we wanted to, we wanted to just say Niba about David Melech, could have said Niba Bishnei or, or, or something like that. Why do we have to refer to HaMashiachim? To refer to both of them as Mashiach? So it could be that the fact that, that, he, that the Rambam refers to both David HaMalach and Mashiach as HaMashiachim is actually answering to us our question that there is a relevance here to the fact that Niba Bishnei HaMashiachim. It helps us. How does it help us? It's relevant to our faith, to our emuna in the coming of Mashiach. And it strengthens our emuna in Mashiach. Why? Because when we will realize, we will know that the idea of Mashiach is not a brand new concept. Because we already had in our history the first Mashiach, meaning David Amelach, who saved the Yidden from their oppressors at the time. This adds strength and an intensity to our Mashiach, That also in the future, Mashiach should cut, is coming and he's going to help the Yidin.
similar to the proof that the Chazal bring in Sanhedrin on Tchiyas Amesim, the Havu Chaya, the Havu Chaya, Over there, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, the Gemara is saying that, that uh, Amin and Apikaitis came to Gvia ben Pesisa, and he said, how could you believe that people that, that are dead are going to become alive? So Gvia ben Pesisa answered him, those who never existed come into being. They're, they're born. They live. That we see. So someone who was already alive, that he can come back to life, is not such a big deal. They were, they were already alive. So similar to that, you could say there already was a concept of a, of a, of a, of a melech, of, of a Mashiach, who saved the Yidden from their tzarei and from their oppressors. So to believe in it again is, 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 is more realistic. Or we could rephrase this in another way, another way that we could bring out our, our talking about the Shnei HaMashiachim is actually mechazik, it strengthens our emunah that, that in Mashiach. Since with regards to the, nevu, the, the both Mashiach, it is spoken about in the same Nevoah. Now I could take inspiration, I could take strength, just like the first part of the Nevoah. The part about David HaMelech who's going to save the Yidden from their oppressors in his time was fulfilled and I could now believe uh, 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 with confidence in the, um, in the that certainly the Nevoah of, of the second part that a Mashiach is going to come and save the Yidden from, the, from Bahrain in the end of times it's going to be just like similar in the end of the, in, in the, end of the Gemara Makis, where it says that Abakiba laughed when he saw the fox coming out from the Makkum of the Kedesh HaKadoshim, because he said that once I see the Nevuah of Tzien Sada Tachrash is fulfilled, and the Nevuah of the Golos was fulfilled, now I know for sure that the, the Nevuah of the Geula will be fulfilled. So either you could say that once you know that it happened before, it gives you belief that it could happen again, or you could say that since they are both in the same nevuah, knowing that part of the nevuah was fulfilled, it gives you strength to believe in the second part of the nevuah. So this is a suggestion for why the Raman brings the Shnei HaMashichim, because it's, it, it helps us believe in Mashiach, knowing that it happened before, knowing that the beginning of the nevuah is already fulfilled, makes me believe in the second part of the nevuah. Mashiach is coming. There's going to be a time when Mashiach is going to come. I will move on to But it's obvious that this, it's very difficult to say that this is the Ramam's entire purpose. It, it works, it helps, but this cannot be the reason why the Rambam brings this, uh, brings these psukim in, 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 the, in this halacha. Ki, viksuvim elu, in these psukim, ein kavonos Rambam ki pashtus l'shoinoi lohovi raya ve'ichocha shemelech ha-moshiach the Rambam isn't coming here to prove to us like, uh, that, that Mashiach is coming. Like the Rambam says, the purpose of the, of the Rambam here, the Rambam is trying to prove to us that the coming of Mashiach is written in the Torah. And because of that, we would conclude that someone doesn't believe in Mashiach or someone does not await for the coming of Mashiach. 
He's not just denying the, 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 the messages from the Nevi'im, he's denying the message of Tayra and the message of Meshach Rabbeinu. Because, Meshach, because the, 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 the prophecy about Mashiach is in the Tayra. In came. So the Ram is not coming here to be Mechazek Aramun Mashiach. The Ram is coming here to prove to us that Mashiach is in the Tayra. And therefore we have to believe in it. So back to our question. Why is it relevant that, 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 that the Nebuah in Parshas Bilam is about both David, Including the first Mashiach, which is David the Melech. And especially to explain the four double psukim in these in the four double uh, expressions in these psukim that in the first part of each of the posts of the each of the psukim the intent is the first mashiach which is david amalekh and the second part of the posik of each of the psukim is a reference to mashiach so we try to to answer that, that, that there's a relevance here because knowing that there's two mashiachim it, it it strengthens our emunah mashiach and the answer to that and the refutation to that is that if the Rambam's purpose here is to prove to us specifically that Mashiach is in the Torah, not so much to prove to us that Mashiach is coming, then once you tell me that, there, that Mashiach is in the Torah, I don't need to know about, about, about David HaMelech, and especially to know all the details the way that Rambam elaborates. So we're still, uh, uh, we're, st- we're still holding on to this question, which is why does the Rambam elaborate so, uh, uh, so much in this halacha to list the four psukim and to, to tell us that and to tell us about David HaMelech and to bring the, all four psukim and to tell us which parts of the psukim are about David and which parts of the psukim are about HaMelech HaMashiach. Siv Dalit. Siv Dalit is going to address the next halacha in the Rambam, halacha Gimel, halacha Beis, I'm sorry, in Perek Yud Aleph, where the Rambam brings a third raya to the fact that Mashiach is in the Torah. Hemshach was a case of Rambam in continuation to this halacha, proving that Mashiach is in the Torah. The Rambam writes as follows: but it's in its own a separate halacha. It's not in the same in the same paragraph in the same halacha as the first two rayas, and it's in its own halacha. The Rambam says, "Af Also, with regards to the Ari Miklot, it says that Hashem is going to expand your borders, and you should add another three cities that would serve as cities of refuge, the Goymer. This never happened. It never happened yet that the borders of Eretz Yisrael were expanded beyond what it says in the Torah. And certainly Hashem did not give a command for nothing. So therefore, it must be that it's still going to happen. When is it going to happen? When Mashiach comes. Mashiach is going to come and the borders of Israel will be expanded. So here you have a third proof that to the uh, third reference to the coming of Mashiach in Teresh of Iksab in the Chamisha Chumshetayr. Now just in the Nevi'im. Now we're going to ask two questions. Number one, why does the Rambam put this in a separate halacha? And number two, why does the Rambam reference Ari Miklot and not Parshas Shaftim or any other way to reference these halachas, this halacha, these uh, the, 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 these psukim about Arimikl. 
והנה ידוע שגם חלוקת ההלכה שברמב״ם היא בדיוק, we know that the division of ההלכה is, is precise, and the Rambam himself divided up his halachas into specific sections. And therefore, this leads us to ask the following question. Why does the Rambam bring this raya, this proof, in its own halacha? And not in the previous halacha, together with the other two proofs, that Mashiach is minatera. If it's proper that each raya, each proof should be in its own halacha, then he should have written also the previous raya, the raya from Parshas Bilam, also in its own halacha. In other words, the raya of and the raya of, from Parshas Bilam are both in halacha aleph, and Arimikra is in halacha base. So if they have to each be in their own halacha, then why is Parshas Bilam and Veshav Hashem Alakecha in the same halacha? And if they each have to be in a separate, and if, they, and if they can all be in the same halacha, then why is Ari Miklot in a different halacha? Gam, another question. Why is he, why does the Rambam specify the Mokr Especially to use the mocker of Afba Ari Miklot, Loi Afa Parsha Shaiftim, and not refer to the Parsha that it's in. Similar to what he said earlier, the Parsha's Bilam, especially as the Rebbe brings in the Ha'ara, that Ari Miklot is another Parsha's also. Ari Miklot is mentioned in Parsha's Masay and in Parsha's Vais Chanon. So you say Afba Ari Miklot, you don't know which Parsha it is. So, why do we need the mocker? If we need the mocker, why not say which parsha it is, which is parsha shayftim, especially since there are other Ari Miklot sections. Obviously, from the fact that he says the words Av Ba'ari Miklot, there must be something that he's teaching us. What is it? In Sifhe, we're going to ask another question. In Sifhe, we're going to ask the question, about the term Mashiach. Why is David HaMelech over here called Mashiach? We also have to understand this, the specificity of the Lashen, the term What is it relevant over here? And in what element, in what aspect is only David? Mashiach called Mashiach. Implies that there was two Mashiach. There's Melech Mashiach, and then there's David Melech. So first of all, why is in the Gea that David is called Mashiach, and why is only David called Mashiach? Sharei, in the brackets he adds, Kishem she David nimshech b'shem and amishcha bekeren v'nikra Mashiach Hashem. Just like David was anointed with Shem and amishcha, he was with a horn, and he's therefore called Mashiach Hashem. In the Gemara in Megillah it says about the different women who were neviim neviyos. Says that Hannah was a Nevia because she said the Pasik, My horn was, was raised to Hashem. So the, it says the fact that she used the word Karni and not Pachi, my, my pitcher, is a Nevua because David and Shleime, who were anointed with a Keren, with oil that came from a horn, their Malchus lasted, their Malchus is eternal. And Shoal and Yehu 
who were anointed with oil that came from a pach, from a pitcher, their kingdom did not last. That's what the Gemara says in Megillah. So we know that David HaMelech was anointed with oil that came from a keren. And there's a Pasuk in Shmuel Beis that says, V'yan Avishai ben Hashem. He cursed Mashiach Hashem, referring to David the Malach. So David the Malach is called Mashiach Hashem because he was anointed with oil. But nevertheless, we find earlier in Tanakh, Nimshech Shaul Bepach. Shaul was anointed with, with oil that came from a pitcher. Also, Shaul is called Mashiach Hashem. For example, as a Pasuk in Shmuel Beis, Perek Aleph, Pasuk Yud Dalid, of David, Hashem. So the question is that, that why is David called referred to as Mashiach, and why is only David Mashiach? If you're referring to the fact that a person was anointed with Shem and Amishcha, also Shaul was anointed, and others. The Im Nechalek, this word is, I think, supposed to be Nechalek. And now, now that we're asking about David HaMelech, why is David HaMelech called Mashiach? If you're going to tell me that you wanted to have from two extremes of history, then on the one hand, you have one from the end of times, Mashiach. And then you wanted to go to a Mashiach that was in the beginning of times. It would have been more appropriate to bring in Mashiach Rabbeinu. As the first Gael, the first Redeemer, and Malach Mashiach as the final Redeemer. Both of whom are actually saving the Yidden from a Golos. Mashiach and King David. Unlike David. David HaMelech, Taka helped the Yidden in his time, but he didn't actually take them out of a Golos. Moshe Rabbeinu took the Yidden out of Mitzrayim. So if you're looking for someone in, in the early, in the beginning of Jewish history, that did something similar to what Mashiach is going to do, then you have Moshe Rabbeinu. And it's important to note that also with regards to their level, Moshe Rabbeinu versus David, in their level of Nevoah, the Ramam writes, that Mashiach is greater than all the Nevoah. Or the way he actually writes in the Sefer Ayad, the Navi Godalu, the Mashiach is a great Navi, similar to Mashiach Rabbeinu, Mashiach King David. But by the guards to David Amalek, it doesn't say anything about how great he was in Nevoah. Clearly, Mashiach Rabbeinu was a much greater Navi than, than David Amalek. And Mashiach, who is defined as the greatest Navi or a Navi similar to Mashiach Rabbeinu, is removed in a sense from David Amalek, who was not such a great Navi. So here's another element where we see a, a distinction between David and Mashiach. So this takes us back to our question, why does he bring, so there's like three details here. Number one, why is David HaMelech referred to as Mashiach? And why specifically David is known as Mashiach when there were other uh, people who were anointed by Hashem? If we're trying to find someone from the earlier times, why not bring Moshe Rabbeinu? Especially since Moshe Rabbeinu was A, someone who took Yidin out of, Gal- out of a Galos, and B, a much greater Navi, which therefore much closer to who Mashiach is going to be than David the Melech. 
So these are our questions. Question number one is why does the Ramam elaborate and bring these four psukim about the Shnei Hamashichim and go into the details of each of the psukim and what they, what they are referring to? Question number two is why does the Rambam bring the, the, the Raya of Ari Miklot in its own halacha? And why doesn't he reference it by, by calling it Pasha Shaftim? Why specifically called Ari Miklot? And question three is why does he refer to David as a Mashiach? Why specifically David? And why not Moshe Rabbeinu, who, was, who took the Yidin out of Mitzrayim and was a, who was a great, a greater Navi than David the Melech? So we're going, in Sivov, we're going to begin the answer. We're going to begin the answer, but as is very common in the Kutasichis, we're going to begin the answer by asking a few more questions. The next Sivov and Siv Zayin are going to ask two more questions on the next two halachis in the Rambam in Pedic Yudalov. I will understand all this by first prefacing and explaining two more questions that we have in the following two halachas, Hilchas Malachim Sham in Hilchas Malachim in Pedic Yudalov. You shouldn't think that Melech HaMashiach has to do signs, has to make signs and miracles. To introduce new things into the world. Or to bring the Mason, bring people, the dead back to life. Or similar uh, uh, supernatural things. You shouldn't think the Mashiach has to do supernatural things. This is not true. He brings the raya from Rabakiva. He brings the raya from Ben Kuziva. The Rabakiva was from the Noise Kalim. It was very, very close of to Ben Kuziva, also known as Bar Kaychva. And he, be- he believed he was Mashiach. And, he be- and it wasn't until he was killed, until Ben Kuziva was killed, that it became evident that he wasn't Mashiach. But he says, although they believed he was Mashiach, they didn't ask for Mashiach any signs, any miracles garnished. Meaning to say that he didn't demand of him to make an oyster a moifis in order to, to believe in him that was Mashiach. This is a proof that Mashiach does not need to make oysters or do supernatural things because um, we see over there that it wasn't necessary. Then the Ramam continues and says like this, the, the most important thing is as follows. This teda, its laws and its statutes are forever and ever. And you can add on to it and you can deduct from it. And someone who does add to the teda or someone who takes away from the teda or he misinterprets the Torah, and he changes the, the ideas of the mitzvahs from their simple understanding, here it says, I'll quote it here, Badai means a liar, in the actual Ramam, the Ramam that I have in front of me, it, doesn't, it says, Hareza Bivadai, Russia Vapikaris, he is certainly a Russia and a heretic. This is not called believing in, in Mashiach or in Torah. Now, we're going to address the fact that the first part and the second part of this halacha seem to be disconnected. First part, we're talking about Mashiach making an Isra Mephis. Does Mashiach have to make miracles? Does he have to make uh, something, do something supernatural in order for me to believe that he's Mashiach? 
And then in the second part, he speaks about the fact that Torah is forever and can't be changed. From the fact that in the in the end of this halacha that we just learned, the Rambam ends with Iker The Iker is the most important thing is that Torah is unchanging. The Torah is forever. This seems to imply that if someone comes and says the Mashiach has to introduce new things and do supernatural miracles in the world, this would be either adding or taking away from Torah. Going against the idea that you're not allowed to change anything in Torah. But we have to understand what's the connection between the two things. In other words, it seems to imply that Amam says that the truth is that you're not allowed to change anything in Torah. So if you're going to say the Mashiach has to, has to do something new, then you're changing something in Torah. But what's the connection? The fact that you want Mashiach to make a nace is, 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 not, is seemingly not connected to the fact that something is going to change in Torah. So, the, so this is a question that we have under Rambam. What is the connection between the fact that, uh, that Mashiach does not need to make with the fact that the Torah is unchanging uh, forever? You say to me, there's more to this. With regards to Novi, the Rambam writes, that any Navi that come that stands up and says that he was sent by Hashem does not have to make a sign or a miracle like some of the signs that Moshe Rabbeinu brought to Mitzrayim, like he did, which he did before Parai, or like this miracles that Elio did or Elisha did, which were supernatural things. So yes, which changed the nature of the world. He doesn't have to do that. Any Navi that comes and says, I'm a Navi. So we don't say, oh, okay, uh, make water, make blood in the water. Or, or awake this uh, dead baby, this dead child from, from the dead. No. So what is the sign that he's a Navi? That he should say things that are going to occur in the future. And his words should be ratified. This should come true. So also over there, the Rambam negates the idea that, that a Navi has to make an Oyser or Moifis. He doesn't conclude over there that, that the Torah is forever, which implies that the Rambam doesn't see the two as connected. The fact that we believe that Mashiach, that a Navi does not have to make a miracle is not necessarily connected to the fact that the Torah is forever and unchanging. That, that, that's how the Ramam writes it in the Sayyidiyah Torah. So why all of a sudden over here does the Ramam connect it to? So besides the fact that we don't understand how they connect, we see clearly that they're not connected from your Sayyidiyah Torah, where the Ramam speaks about one without the other. Uli idach, kaisiv sham shalav lasais ois. On the other hand, it says that Mashiach has to make a sign. It's not a Mashiach, that a Navi has to make a sign. He has to say things that are going to happen in the future and they have to actually come true. So it's another part of the question. Here we said the Mashiach doesn't have to do any isomorphous. He doesn't even have to say uh, 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 that what's going to happen in the future. But by a Navi, we said he does have to do that. We have to prove that he's a Navi. So, so we, the, the, the contradiction between the halacha here about Mashiach and the halacha over there about the Navi is in two different details.
Number one, that the Namam does not connect the fact that he does not need an Oyser Amorphous and the fact that the Torah is forever and unchanging. And then the fact is that over there, there is an ice that's expected from the, from the Navi. And over here, we don't expect even that from the Navi. So that's our question on Halacha Gimel. Why, what is the connection between the first half and the second half of the Halacha? Why does the Ramam indicate that, that making an Oyster Amorphous is, uh, the, the, expecting from Mashiach to make an Oyster Amorphous is changing something in Torah. So if Zayin takes us to the next Halacha, Halacha Dalit. If a king will arise up from the, from the dynasty of David the Melech, who studies Torah, and he is learning Torah, David, think of uh, uh, that he's involved in mitzvahs like David. Following and he's going to compel the Yidin to go in the way of Torah and to rectify its cracks or its breaches in the observance of mitzvahs. And he's going to battle the wars of Hashem. Then we could, with assurance, consider him to be Mashiach. He has the Chazaka that he's Mashiach. And if he succeeds in the above, and builds the base of Mikdash in the right place, and gathers the dispersed of the Yidin, then he is definitely Mashiach. And he's going to fix the world, rectify the world, to everyone together to serve Hashem. So we have to understand. If we're talking about what makes Mashiach, either Mashiach, Mashiach, we're talking about what he has to do. But he doesn't, he, he doesn't at all talk about the qualities of Mashiach. Not even in other parts of this Pedic. We don't mention it at all. The Rabbi himself writes in Hilchis Tshuva. I'm quoting from Hilchis Tshuva over here. That king that's going to come from the offspring of David, is going to be wiser than Shleim HaMelech. And he's going to be a great, great Navi. Uh, similar to Moshe Rabbeinu. And, and, uh, and the Rambam, and this was mentioned in the end of Sifhei, where, where, where we spoke about the comparison of Mashiach to Moshe Rabbeinu, that, 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 that he's a Novi like Moshe Rabbeinu, but it doesn't mention it here at all. In these halachis, in Perikidalif, we talk about what Mashiach has to do. We don't speak about the qualities that make him Mashiach or that, or, or that Mashiach has. So that's our question on Halacha Dalid on the next Halacha in Rambam. So to very quickly, we're trying to understand in Halacha Aleph, why does the Rambam enumerate so, so explicitly the different psukim uh, about the, the Shnei HaMashichim and which parts of the psukim speak about each one of the Mashichim. In Halacha Beis, we ask, why is Ari Miklot in a separate Halacha, the Raya from Ari Miklot? And why does he say Af Ari Miklot and not Af Varsha Shaftim? 
in the why does he also we have to understand why he uses the term Shnei Hamashiach and why is David called Moshiach? Why doesn't he call it any other way? Why Dafke David? And then we asked in the next halacha, we asked why is the Ramam connecting the idea that Mashiach has to bring an Isamophis with the fact that the Torah is forever and unchanging. And then we, we, we final question that we asked on the halacha Dalit, why does the Ramam not mention at all the milest, the qualities, the great qualities that Mashiach is going to have? Now we're going to learn Siv Ches, and in Siv Ches is going to be the Nakudas Habir, the, 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 the one point that will lead us to understand the answers to all the questions, ultimately. And that, too, is going to come with a question. Let us say the answer, the explanation in all of the above. By first prefacing and asking, pointing out the fact that the Rambam put these halaches in the very, very end of the very last sefer of the 14th Svarim of Mishnah Torah. Seemingly, chronologically, it should have been done earlier. In the beginning of the says, There were three mitzvahs. Yidin were commanded to do upon arriving in Israel to appoint a king and to destroy, to annihilate the offspring of Amalek, to live in his base of Chira, and to build a base of Mikdash. Havalil, and they're based on that, so if these mitzvahs were given as soon as the Yidin went into Yisrael, Havalil, the Ram should have put these halachas much earlier. If you're looking at the Seder Asmanim, then these halachas became relevant much earlier in, in the chronological order of things. So why does the Rambam put Hilchas Malachim at the very end of the Sefer Hayad of the 14th of the 14th Svarim of Mishnah Torah. So we can explain as follows. The fact that the Rambam put this at the very end of Sefer Hayad, which is a Sefer of Halachis, like we mentioned earlier, the Rambam is emphasizing and underscoring a very, very important point. The ultimate completion and fulfillment of the Torah. And the fulfillment of Halacha, which the Ramam is a Sefer Halachas. And he's been giving us 14 Svarim filled with Halacha to get to the ultimate fulfillment of these Halachas. This can only happen when we have kings. As it's understood, Simply, basically, that the ultimate uh, fulfillment to be able to fulfill, observe all of the mitzvahs and all of the halachas and teda, he can only be when there's a king and all the yidden. Through him, through the king, we could fulfill the mitzvah of going to war for Hashem. For example, to destroy the offspring of Amalek. U mitzvis livnis beis abchira and the mitzvah building a beis amigdash. Shadrak oh shayach kiyum kol alochus to mitzvah zatera. Only then you can you fulfill all the mitzvahs. You can, if there's no beis amigdash, then there's a whole set of alochus that can't be fulfilled. So only once you have a king who goes to war against those who have who have to be who have to be destroyed and who builds a beis amigdash. Only then can you have can you fulfill all the mitzvahs. So the Ramam is telling us that now that I taught you all the halachas in the 14th Svarim of Sefer Ayad, 
I'm telling you, when can you actually reach the completion of the observance of all these mitzvahs? It can happen only once you fulfill the mitzvah of Malachim. That's what the Ramah puts it at the end. The poil, Zen David In actuality, this was accomplished by David Amalach. Shemolach, I'll call Yisrael, that he was the king on all the Yidden, Yisrael the Yehuda. Later on, after Shleimah Amalach, the Malachim were, were, were divided into um, Malachi Yehuda, Malachi Yisrael. But in the time of David Amalach, he was still the king over all of the Yidden. Who Kavashas Eretz Yisrael, he conquered Eretz Yisrael, which is Gmar Ushleimus to Muhammad. This is the completion, the culmination of the wars where he was able to conquer Eretz Yisrael so there shouldn't have to be any more wars. Like the Pasuk says, the Abishter allowed him to rest uh, from all of his enemies surrounding him. And David was also there to begin the preparations for building the Beis Amigdash in Yerushalayim. Like we see in the Pasuk that David said, this is the place where we're going to build a house for Hashem. And because of David the Melech, there was a possibility to build, to, to fulfill all the mitzvahs. There was, there, there, there was no, more war, no more need for war. And there was a base of, going to be a base of Mikdash where you could fulfill all the mitzvahs for which you need a base of Mikdash. So in actuality, the only person that was able to accomplish uh, uh, this idea that, there'll be a, that there's a, a melech that could bring about the shleimus of kiyum ateda ha mitzvah was David Melech. And now we understand why David is such a key player in this in this pedic. Why David is the proof. Uh, David is well, David, well, David is used to, as the as the other Moshiach because David is the one who fulfilled what a melech has to fulfill and what, as we will see in the invited in the sicha, what Moshiach is going to do. We're going to stop here for this week, and we're going to continue next week in Mitzvah Hashem to see how the entire pedic, Yud Aleph, everything in the pedic, and all of our questions all lead us back to understanding that Mashiach is going to do this same job of being the Melech, who is going to restore which we were not able to do in Zman HaGolos. And based on that, we'll answer all the questions that were brought in the first part of the Sicha, which we just learned today.